What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Talk to Us Nice. You are talking with your girls, Mika and Kelsey, once again this week. <clears throat> Should we address the elephant in the room? There is no elephant in the room because I finally know my worth. I finally know my worth and I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Um, for those of you who are living under a rock, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> whatever. And Lori Harvey, our Instagram official, we've seen them snoop, snoop, snooping around, sneaking, like they were doing something, I don't know, wrong, (laughs) (laughs) getting off of planes with each other on Thanksgiving, getting off of planes with each other for New Year's Eve, both posting snow, whatever the fuck they were doing. And yeah, they finally posted, they woke up. They chose insensitivity and broke my heart. So, yeah, they're now official. Um, you know what? So how are you really feeling? <laughs> just fine. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm always looking for the positive side. I don't know if you know this, but I'm an optimist. Fuck out of here. I am so angry. I'm so angry because also my For You page, you know, phones are always listening. It's probably heard me say Michael B. Jordan's name 4,600 million times. That's not a number. But on my For You page for TikTok, it was literally nothing but Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey shit. And so I couldn't even enjoy the thing that usually takes my mind off of certain situations when I'm pissed. (laughs) I don't have any real friends. They were all sending me everything. I was like, oh, have you seen this? Or with like the cry laughing emoji. Yelling shit. That, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I didn't even send to you because I knew that you saw it. I was like, I'll talk to her about this, you know, tomorrow, the next day. When enough time has passed, when the grieving process has finally allowed you to just, you know, kind of accept the news. I wasn't going to tell you. And here we are. How did I feel? <laughs> How'd you feel about the photos making it official? Those photos looked like he was still trying to keep her in the dark. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) They were, I couldn't see. I was squinting. I have to squint to see a girl. Fuck out of here. Uh, (laughs) I feel like you always have to like learn and grow from situations. I've now retract everything I've said about not wanting to be shown on a page. Because this, with how (laughs) deep this cut, yes, show me the fuck off. I might not put you on my page. But you are going to show me the f- Michael B. Jordan, man who never, never puts a girl up on social media. He's been in the game for a minute, like long ass two time. decades long. You've never seen anybody he's with on his page. And of course, the one to do it is Lori Harvey. I'm not even surprised. I'm not, and everybody wants me to hate on her. I mean, we're no longer friends anymore. I'm not friends with her. Me and his mom, we were together. She was like, just consoling me. We were just griping about his decisions. Oh, really? How he just went about it in the wrong way. Mm. He didn't even contact me first. So me and his mom, we were just like, whatever. She knows who her son is, but she loves me. She still wants me to keep in contact. But I don't know. I kind of need some space. I love her forever. Still will send her a Christmas card, all that good stuff. But I just need a little space. But everyone wants me to hate her. And they keep saying, like, she's for the streets. She's for the streets. And the thing is, Lori Harvey is, what, 24? Yeah. 
absolutely so, beautiful. I can't even front. But so are and we. I know. I know. But she also has money and the connections to get to someone like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I was like, she's for the streets. She, all this. I was like, that's what she's supposed to be doing at that age. Like, do you, like she's so hot. <laughs> no, her dating so history. Hot. Her dating history is like, you go, girl. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine. I can only dream. Exactly. So am I happy about it? No, but I can... This is very hard for me to say because I am very prideful. I can... What are you going to say? I can respect it. Oh, my God. If it was for me, it would be with me. You know what I mean? Like, this is the girl you want to post. We've been together for how long? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let go and let God. (laughs) Next on the agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Next on the agenda, we're talking about Malcolm and Marie trailer. Okay, so here's my thing about that. When I first saw the photos released for that trailer, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, he's 12 years older than her and I can fucking tell. Like, I don't like this. Because everyone knows Hollywood has this thing with putting these way older men with younger women. They did it with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. They do it with everybody. It's like women cap at a certain age to be like desirable on camera for some freaking reason. I don't really understand. But in the photos, she looked 12 years younger than him. Like, it wasn't even like, yes, that's the age gap, but there was a certain air about it that you couldn't really tell. She looked it. I was just like, I don't get this. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when those photos came out and I was like, hey, I just became friends with John David Washington on Instagram. And you were like, cool, Kelsey. He looks like an old man. (laughs) No, because you also were lying. (laughs) You followed him on Instagram. You guys are not friends on Instagram. Shut up. <laughs> you are. I can't even believe I remember that story. You're so funny. <laughs> um, somebody in his team knows who I am because they had to accept the follow request because he used to be private. And I'll die on that hill. And it's fine. I'll be, by- this for you. I'll be up there by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, up there by yourself. I hope it doesn't get cold. Um, <laughs> But when I did see the trailer, honestly, it was so engaging. For me, it just looks like the Black Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. That's what it looks like it's going to be. Just the in-depth look at troubles in a relationship, even though it looks great from the outside sort of thing. Apparently, she used like, all of her own clothes for this. Like It was a very intimate project with her and Sam Levinson, and I'm actually excited to see it now i'm not gonna lie when i saw those photos the first time i was like "Eh." no but i do like the trailer it looks like it's gonna be very interesting and once again it looks like zendaya zendaya's coming for that oscar i am rooting for my girl she's gonna win everything like i said it's zendaya's world we're all just living in it yes she's killing the game right now I love that she's also sort of private. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she gives us enough to, like, keep us going and to sustain us. But then she just disappears. And I respect it because it leaves me wanting more. That Virgo energy, baby. She said, watch me work. Now watch me go. I feel like her and Sam Levinson have this really cool relationship where they just fucking vibe the fuck out together. Because I was reading the GQ because, you know, baby girl is 
the cover star for February's GQ. And I was reading the interview and she was just saying how they just like were talking over quarantine and shooting movie ideas at each other. And he was like, oh, we should do like a Casey undercover, like horror thriller. And I'm like, <laughs> And reading that, I'm like, thank God they didn't. But I was also like, Zendaya was such a Disney Channel kid. She was. For a really long time, that's all you saw her on. And that's what she was saying in the interview, is that she's always kind of known what she was doing since she was 13. Her life has just kind of been like, okay, you're going back to Disney because you're doing another season of Shake It Up. Okay, now we're going to do this show. Okay, now we're, you know, how Disney just likes to capitalize on hot talent and try to ruin them, but not Miss Zendaya. She said, no, ma'am. I know when to step away. And I'm really excited to see her in these adult roles. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Even when she first started coming off of Disney, she had The Greatest Showman. It wasn't like a major part, very few lines here and there. Then she had Spider-Man. Once again, they made her like, you know, the quiet girl who just says like random sarcastic lines into the void or whatever. And it's finally coming to a point where she's getting these roles where she has some meat to it and she can finally like actually explore and do what she has to do. I'm not gonna lie. I was, of course, I was excited for Euphoria because I love those types of shows. I wasn't sure how it was gonna go for her. I feel like that was like her first real major role outside of something that's on Disney and it's completely different. And I have never been more happy to be wrong about how that was going to go. I just feel like she said, watch me fuck this shit up. And she did. And she got that end. And she did. And for a second, for a split second, when Euphoria was coming out, I was like, is this going to be a U.S. Skins? Which bombed. Which bombed in such a way that people fucking forget about it truly all the time. So I guess they were like shooting ideas and things like that. And he was just going on about how the synopsis for Malcolm and Marie is when filmmaker Malcolm and his girlfriend Marie return home from a movie premiere and await his film's critical response, the evening takes a turn as revelations about their relationship surface, testing the couple's love. And he said that the way this story emerged was that he forgot to thank his wife in one of his premieres for Assassination Nation. And she was so upset and he felt so guilty about it. And they only talked about it on the car ride home, but in his head, they had a thousand conversations about it. And he was just so guilt-ridden. And I guess that was the premise of (laughs) this whole movie that is going to happen right now. It just looks so intense and just intimate. Like it's just going to be cameras on their faces, long monologues, just in-depth acting. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait to sink my teeth in. Oh, yeah. Did you see this shit about Army Hammer? Yes! Yes! Oh my God. How would we not talk about this like together? I, because I just saw it this morning. For some reason, Dumois isn't like showing up on my story thing. And I don't have the time or the patience to like remember to go on their page and like look at stuff. But someone sent me, <laughs> someone sent me in my message box this morning at like 5 30 in the morning. And I was gagged. I took screenshots of it. Don't you worry. First off, there's always been something to me anyway off about Army Hammer. I've said it to my roommate multiple times over and she's like but he's so beautiful and I can never deny that he's a very good looking man I was like I don't know there's just something about him that just seems so boring and vanilla 
That's what I said to him. Those have been my words multiple times. Cause like I watch like, you know, mirror, mirror, even. In- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Throwback bitch. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Eh, doesn't really <laughs> tickle my fancy. Wow. Was I wrong? Were you wrong, bitch? Wow. 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 The third eye was not working when it came to Army Hammer. <laughs> I mean, my stay away radar <laughs> was just fine, but it was for the wrong reasons. So, you know, <laughs> reading this message, I'm just like, oh, look, cute little message. What is this about? Some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. So for those of you who don't know, I'm going to read out the messages because they are wild. Absolutely wild. First off, though, Kelsey, what are your thoughts on <laughs> this development? Oh, here's the thing. I just never know what to fucking believe because I feel like somebody always has like the wool over my eyes and they're just like trying to show me things and like you can piece and clip so many things together. But there's just something about this story that reads there's the truth behind it, especially true. <laughs> yeah, especially because him and his wife had gotten divorced earlier during the pandemic during like one of their many trips to the Grand Cayman Islands. I'm like. There's a panorama. You're telling me you can't do this at your home? Like, you have to be in a resort? Okay, rich people. I'd, I mean, one day, hopefully me, but don't understand that. You hate from outside the club. You can't even get into vibes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when him and his wife first split up, Dumois had all these stories about like all of these women that he was dating and he was on Raya and he was like a dirty little fucking bitch. So now everything coming to light is a little interesting. Let the people in. I do agree with you with the whole like people can piece everything and you just don't even know what's real, which we are going to get into later with the whole Kim, Kanye, Jeffree Star situation. But the audible gasp that came out of my, I don't know. Where was I? <laughs> this is, I feel like for some people, this is just like a gradual like building and this is the climax kind of thing. Like, no, I just got smacked with the climax. I didn't know anything that was building up with this because personally, I just didn't care about Army Hammer. Like, I just didn't. And so, yes, I'm going to go through these messages. I'm going to try to read them as fast as I can so it doesn't seem like it's dragging, but I just have to read them all because it's just still so crazy to me. Okay. <clears throat> First picture. This is Army speaking. Oh my God, that just made me so hard and it makes me confused as to why. Is that even possible? So hard thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling when it beats. I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck. That's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while it's still warm. same <laughs> need your help asap kitten you around i'll call you later i have to do an accent or something to differentiate and i only know how to do an english accent i'm so sorry guys this person's not english but i just need you to have differentiating voices yes how may i be of help daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god when you call me that like i get so horny i need to drink your blood <laughs> why the distance i am yours daddy i will help you Need you to rent us a place, set it up with the list of things I mail I mail you about. Of course, where? I'm going to be so naughty and kinky when you're there. Oh, the possibilities. <laughs> you're my angel. You're made to save me. You're mine. You hear me? Say it now. I'm yours. I belong to you. Say that you're mine. 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 
Yuck, I own you now. I'll own you forever. I do. I am your daddy. Good girl. Your body's so fucking perfect. It's mine. I'm into you. I need your blood. I crave it. Will you give it to me tomorrow? Don't forget that you're mine. That topic, once again, it is very intense. I'm intense. I need your blood. I want you to feed it to me. So for the most part, it just gets more of that. The next clip of statements is about how he he was her dom and all he does is think about her since the last time he fucked her. I guess like it's been like years in between or whatever. And he basically says that she's a standard that he holds women to in terms of kink and enjoyment because the last time he like raped her on the floor and put a knife to her neck, like it gets very, very intense in these messages and I'm honestly just cringing. There's more from like a Russian sub who came to the United States. Did you see all these? Yeah, I saw a few of them on Twitter and Dumois, but then I also saw that like the woman spoke out and she said that some of these things aren't real, but some things are real. So I'm just like, somebody fucking tell me what's going on right now. That's the thing with these. We also have to acknowledge most of this we have to take with a grain of salt. Because, like, I can gasp while I want, but, like, half of this could be fake. I'm really hoping the whole, like, raping on the floor with the knife thing is not true. I mean, also, I hope the cannibalism isn't true. I mean, I hope a lot of this isn't true. I don't know. But it's just... This is the first thing I read when I woke up this morning. Also, people trying to commit fraud on my account. But it's just been a roller coaster of a day. So I just drank some chamomile tea and now I'm zen. But yeah, it's just a bunch of messages, apparent like likes that he had on Twitter before we could like hide likes and things like that. And most of it's done with bondage and all that. That's where like people are kind of like, this could be true kind of thing. He was even on Steve Colbert doing stuff with ropes and how quickly he can tie it. Like he tied that like bow tie, not even a full second. Like it was so fast. You could have blinked and missed it. I wonder now if the peach scene in Call Me By Your Name was his idea. He was like, yeah, you know, it'd be hot. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it. I can't do it. And I'm not shaming anybody for their kink. People have, you know, their own things they're into. It's not my place. Like we always say, people have their boundaries. Some people are like into a lot more intense things than others. But I just did not expect this from Army Ham. I think that's why I'm just so shocked. I'm like, what? It's like I didn't, but somehow this all makes sense. I missed all the signs. (laughs) (laughs) I was seriously calling him... Boring vanilla. Like, those are my two adjectives. And just to find this out, wow, never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. We'll be watching, ARMY. But anyway, on with the show. Now, for some real shit. For those of you who don't know, 22-year-old Mia Ponsetto. They keep calling her Soho Karen. And honestly, the whole Karen thing was funny in the beginning, but now I just feel like it's become too much of a joke. And these actions that keep happening is more serious than this label that keeps getting slapped onto things. So I'm really actually kind of tired of hearing like, oh, she's a Karen. (laughs) Like, I'm so fucking over it. But that's what they keep labeling her everywhere. Like, even in actual news articles, Soho Karen. Craziness. Give me a goddamn break. 
Anyway, so for those of you who don't know the story about Mia Ponsetto, she assaulted a 14-year-old boy falsely claiming that he took her phone. And this all happened at the Arlo Hotel. Mm-hmm. For this, we do do press. At the Arlo Hotel. And the manager was no help at all. She's screaming at this boy saying that he has her phone. She has no proof of it at all. The father, Keon Harold, who is a jazz trumpeter, is recording this whole thing. She's literally launching herself at this kid to look at his phone because she's convinced that it's hers. It's an iPhone. Everyone has an iPhone. So you can't just look at someone's phone and say, that is mine. And the manager was no help at all. It was like, oh, let us see the phone. One, Keon Harold and his son, let's just call him Junior, they have the same name, were the guests of the hotel. Like, they were also guests. Didn't respect that at all. Didn't really try to defuse the situation, even though that's what he said he was doing. Didn't apologize when this comes out that she was wrong, because of course she was. It was in her goddamn Uber that she took earlier. And I mean, how embarrassing is that? Very embarrassing. Like, especially that we know the place, (laughs) you know, knowing where that place is. It's like when you're watching a movie, like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, when they like go to Cats and they go to like... Love that movie. You know what I mean? Like you can spot things out. So when this all came in the news, I was like, Arlo, Soho, what's good? (laughs) Especially that we know people who work there. Yeah. And it was just, it was fucking embarrassing. Like this girl, God bless her because she clearly has some things going. I have a lot of grace. I'm not going to say God bless her though. No. Mm-hmm. That's a really good like tagline if you were a Bravo celebrity. Like if you were on a Real Housewives. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so cute go girl. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that for you. Thank I've you. I've decided. Thank you. You should start mm-hmm. with Potomac. Anywho, this girl had the audacity to go on Good Morning America with Miss Gail King in a cum-stained daddy hat. And she was not remorseful at all. And Gail kept asking her, she's like, feel bad about what happened. Do you feel bad? Hey, do you feel bad? Do you know what you did as like racial profiling? And this girl, the whole interview could not have like given less of a fuck. Even her lawyer was looking at her like, girl. Absolutely crazy. The lawyer tried to say she was such a sweetheart. And then she embarrasses herself once again on national TV. As you said, Gail said, do you understand what you did with the racial profiling? Like, to not even apologize, knowing that you were wrong. She kept trying to like backtrack. She's like, actually, the hotel did have my stuff. Yes, the hotel did have it after the Uber driver dropped the phone off. That's why the hotel had it, you psychopath. Then you try to silence Gail. You tried to pull a Kamala, I'm speaking kind of moment. Which like, which no girl. so blatantly rude. And I just... It's like, I'm an actor. I know I tend to put myself in the spotlight. I get it. But there's some certain situations that I'm just like, that cannot be me. Because I feel like I lack some of, if that's what you want to call it, like I lack the grace to take some sort of stuff like that, especially on camera. Because I just feel like someone would have gotten cursed out. It's about respect. Gail is so much older than her. Very prominent person. Wasn't speaking to her in like any condescending, disrespectful way. She just wanted her honest opinion. Like, do not think that you are wrong. And And she knew she was playing her. She knew it. Gail was like, you're playing me for a fucking fool right now. Like, you're trying to use this platform to make yourself look better. And in the two-part interview, they only showed about six minutes worth of that interview. Because Gail was like, we had to cut everything out. Because this girl was so disrespectful. 
I love that Gail came for her leggings and flip-flops. I'm like, yes, call her out like the basic bitch that she is. Yes. She was definitely trying to have a catch me outside moment. Like, that's what I felt like it was. She was trying to have a bad Barbie, bad baby. What's her name? I don't know. The cash me outside girl from Dr. Phil. <laughs> That's the kind of moment she was trying to have to like catapult herself. That's all I can think about right now. Because Gail tried to bring up racial profiling and she's like, no, because I'm Puerto Rican. That's another thing that really annoyed me. Every article I read, there was one article I got sent, which I also love that people are sending us articles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it on the podcast. I'm gagging. Anyway. Someone sent me an article and all it said multiple times was trying to separate like whiteness from her. They couldn't have put it in any more different variations stating that she's not white. They just wanted the world to know this girl, she's not white. Like just let you guys know this girl, you're calling Karen, not white, not white. And do black people ever get that grace? No. It's like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. So no, it wasn't racial profiling. I can't be racist. What? And Kale was like, so you're saying because you're a person of color, you can't be racist? And the girl said, exactly. <laughs> to which Gail replied, I don't think that's how it works. That is not how that works. And that is genuinely, you could tell that's what she genuinely feels from her heart, as if anti-Blackness doesn't run in every single race, including our own. Yeah, it was... It was all a mess. Like she full on said in her interview that, okay, so what? He was 14 years old, but like she's only 22 and he's probably lived just as many life experiences as her, if not more, and that she's also a child at heart. So where's her sympathy? And to which I say, girl, read the fucking room. Read the fucking room. Everyone is telling you you're wrong because you are wrong. And you have the fucking like gall to say, I don't think so. She's like, no, thanks. The fact that your lawyer is giving you the side eye, lock it up. Lock it up. But anyway, she goes back to California after this whole incident happens. They drag her ass back to the New York precinct. (laughs) She's charged with attempted robbery, grand larceny, two counts of attempted assault. And apparently she's already had multiple citations against her anyway in California. So now she has to fly back and forth between New York and California to do all these court dates (laughs) that she's getting charged with. I also saw this video of her DUI back in October. Part of her rant to the cops were, there are gang members killing people right now and you're arresting a girl? I always find it funny when non-Black people Let's just put it under that umbrella. When they're getting arrested, like there was also that video of this guy getting arrested. I don't remember where it was. I don't know if it was a mall, an airport. It doesn't really matter. He said, you're being so hard on me. I'm not black. I'm not black. And that's always where it goes back to. They're gang members. We know what you mean by saying that they're gang members. Why are you treating me so tough? I'm not black. Why is this happening to me? Sort of deal. And yeah, she's out of control. Um... (sighs) I hope she does. I hope she gets some time. Honestly, she needs to get like a huge reality check. Yeah. I don't care if she's twenty-two. Like, genuinely, don't from the bottom of my heart. Just by seeing how she wasn't remorseful at all, I don't care. It shouldn't be a slap on the wrist. I'm over it. I'm so over it. Thanks for coming to Mika's TED Talk. So, as you know, democracy is just getting thrown out of the window every day. Now with the election that's happened and people not getting the way that they wanted it to happen. And honestly, we're not going to get too much into it. 
just know that right now the United States on Yelp has zero stars. You didn't think it was possible because a lot of people always say when they start in their reviews on Yelp, if I could give this zero stars, I would. The United States has them. Zero stars. Ghetto. Ghetto. Oh, <laughs> just ghetto. And so unless you were, I already said the living under the rock thing. I always love that phrase. Unless you're living under a rock. Yeah. Unless you don't have any social media whatsoever. Which more respect to you if you don't. Which more respect <laughs> to you. Yeah. Something completely ghetto happened last Wednesday. Just embarrassing. Like I'm not even going to go into the obvious, which is you're literally trying to upturn what the foundation of this country is. But the people who were a part of it, outfits, trash, what? You know, as quote unquote, they're trying to start the revolution. <laughs> you know, there's going to be news outlets. You know, you're going to be on camera. These outfits, trash. To me, I felt like I was in an episode of Westworld and the architects just got a little too fucking crazy with it. They said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to have a bunch of people in, I don't know, maybe some animal attire, like with some horns, horns, let's get some horns. Let's get some, I don't know, like suburban parents going to the mall. Auschwitz shirts. Yeah. Let's get some weird, uh, Nazi propaganda. Let's just throw this all in a pot and see what happens. And it was fucking craziness. Crazy. Just absolutely ratchet. Had a woman rubbing her eye with an onion. <laughs> rubbing her eye with an onion, saying that she got maced. But also wanted sympathy for getting maced trying to go into a government building. It just makes no sense. Trying to climb walls, then falling off. I wonder what happened to that person. Did they break their back or their legs? I hope so. And I hope that they're also contained right now. And this is... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And this is the thing. This is what got me, is that these people were like, this is the best idea we've ever had in our entire lives. One, two, three, go. But then they also forgot that white people love to tattletale and they love to tell on each other and they love to rat each other out. So seeing everybody's shit get put on blast, like names, jobs, oh, this is the town they live in. I'm like, absolutely. I don't even consider this snitching. Go get them. Just go get them. Like the stealing of government property, the stealing of Nancy Pelosi's mail, security, taking selfies. Security, letting them in? Letting, opening the goddamn gate. Just garbage. Senators opening doors? Just absolutely garbage. Zero out of five stars. Would not recommend for anybody buy your ticket to go somewhere else. That's all I got to say. Um, and now all of a sudden, all the Republicans are making all of these excuses. Mind you, the security for that compared to the security for the protest for Black Lives Matter, drastically different. Um, the security to get into Mr. Purple on a Sunday Funday brunch. Try that. The security locks on the razors and CVS. More protection than the Capitol building. I just don't get it. And it's actually absurd. And of course, Black Twitter is going to make jokes. Our people are just always going to make jokes. We have to. It's how we get through trauma. And I live for it. Demi Lovato. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were going to bring her up. I had to. I just 
this girl can't catch a break. I'm sorry. But she also puts herself in the line of fire. You know what I'm saying? So Demi Lovato tries to speak out on everything that's happening. And she writes a tweet and she's like, my heart is broken. It makes me sad to believe how naive I was to think that this couldn't possibly happen. And yet it did. Here we are. For everyone in my comments saying, where's D7? Or wanting me to sing instead of speaking about what needs to change in this country. Also, pause. Who said that? Now, I love me some Demi Lovato. I love Demi Lovato. I will say that with my chest. I love her music. Every time she falls, we get better music. You know what I mean? Like, I do love my girl. I've been trying to support her, even with the wild stuff that she says. But who said, where's D7? Okay. That's I don't know. Everyone lost their damn minds, I'm telling you. Everyone lost their damn minds. But then the kicker, the kicker. This is why I post as much as I do. This is why I care. This cannot happen any fucking more. I'm angry, embarrassed, and ashamed. I'm in the studio working on something special. After today's assault on democracy. (laughs) Um, the jokes, the jokes, the amount of camp rock content that reemerged on my time. We didn't deserve it. But I'm so happy we got it. It's just, our people will always bring me joy. It's like the statement that's been going around says, being Black, I love it. It's dangerous. It's lit. (laughs) It just gave me very much like Kendall Jenner trying to have peace with the Pepsi can vibes. And that is what the problem was. (laughs) Dude, E! News was covering this fucking coup with like coverage that they would do for like Oscars and... (laughs) Like, with the quotes and the still images, I'm like, are you guys really trying to make this coup a thing? Are you trying to make it a thing on E! News right now? It was just, remember when Demi Lovato said she was 1% African-American and everyone just pounced? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Just nothing but material to work with. But anyway, anyway, after the ghetto-ness of the coup, Trump is now banned on any and every social media you could even ask for. I'm pretty sure he's even banned on like seamless. I don't know. But the main one (laughs) that (laughs) the main one that has everyone super hyped is that he's now banned on Twitter. How do you feel about that? Feel about what exactly? That they finally decide to censor him a little too late? Yeah. Just that like where was this energy three years ago? Three and a half? Literally had to start putting disclaimers on the bottom of his tweets. Once it even gets to that point, why wouldn't you just delete? People have been suspended and deleted for so much less. Fucking Azealia Banks cooked her dead cat on Instagram today. And what, how many times does she have to get kicked off, but they allow her back on? Like, I don't understand why it took this long for anything to happen with him. But on the other hand, now I'm fucking freaked out because now who knows what he's saying. But on what platform? Can't even do it on Pinterest. Like, he's banned. (laughs) Can we just laugh how TikTok banned him after him trying so long to ban TikTok? I love it. What else is he banned on? I love it. Hold on. I got to find it. Uh, Um, Apple, Facebook. Facebook, fuck you, Zuckerberg. Like, honestly, um, Reddit, 
Shopify. Honestly, with all this is happening, it's just, it's banning Trump is the new black square. It's like all of you guys could have done this so long ago. Now it's in trend now. It's in trend. And you guys are like, oh, let's jump on this. Like Shopify, you're not, you're not going to allow Trump to make t-shirts. That's what you're telling me. Oh, I thought Shopify was the afterpay app. That's what I use for online stores. Yeah. So you're telling me he can't even... Oh my God, he does have... Oh my God, he has a store on there. I just looked at it. What? It says, in perhaps the boldest move of all, Shopify has removed Trump's official campaign merchandise from its platform by disabling his stores, trumpstore.com and shop.donaldjtrump.com. Wow, plot twist. Look at me talking shit about Shopify. It was apparently the boldest move of them all. That's hilarious. Um, Chrissy Teigen is obviously rejoicing, but she's also out of the job of heckling him now. But then we have Carrie Hilson. 5G Carrie Hilson? 5G Tower is connected to coronavirus Carrie Hilson. And... I don't know what's up with that woman, but first it was the 5G Towers. Then, you know, we find out she's an anti-vaxxer. Then she tried to come for Beyonce, which that should have just been enough to put her in a hole. But now she doesn't want us to say defend Trump, but just like defend freedom of speech on Twitter. So this is what she said. Take Trump out of it for a moment. A democracy must include freedom of speech. Imagine other leaders or popular figures not being able to voice their opinion if it opposes to the majority of the world leaders. If the leader of the free world can be removed, imagine that same right of civilians. Imagine believing every time you read false information detected in propaganda, deceptive reports, and flat-out lies being the only thing we see. So after she wrote this, obviously the outlets grabbed onto it really quick, posted it. She decides to comment under one of them, and she said, for the record, I don't give a fuck about Trump. My post wasn't as much about him as some are purposely trying to make it. If you can comprehend, I said, take Trump out of it. So don't come at me like I'm capping for Trump, which she's using cap wrong. Um, (laughs) I recognize why he was removed. It's the wider views that's scary to me. Here's some context. It brought out a broader fear because I have several influential friends who are constantly censored, silenced, shadow banned for anything they post, even personal opinions that oppose the government elite agenda or cooperative platforms. And they're not inciting violence. That's where I'm coming from. But the thing is, he is. He absolutely is. So This isn't like one of your little friends who's just like, oh, but like, I fuck with Tommy Lauren, whatever the god her goddamn name is. I never, I, her name will never stick in my brain because I just don't care. But this isn't that. This is literally the upturning of the foundation of our country. Like people are getting hurt. People are storming a government building. A woman died. <laughs> Child, whatever. I'm not even gonna comment more on that because if I heard that she was a vet one more time. A vet who's trying to up burn democracy. Anyway, (laughs) her little friends making their comments isn't the same as another civil war. Like, it's just so crazy. It is not the same impact, Carrie Hilson. No. the hell up. People using Trump flags, like, to play javelin and fucking break windows of the Capitol building. And Seriously. All through the year, we had to see... Blue Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. And now they're beating these cops with the Blue Lives Matter flags. Like, this is different. And Carrie Hilson just needs to stay in her goddamn corner. 
She just needs to blog. She should become a blogger, but like for a site that doesn't actually go anywhere. Like Uh the episode of The Office, which I know I shit on that show all the fucking time. But when Creed is on his blog, yeah, that's what I need Carrie Hilson to do. I just need her to type on Microsoft Word and then every day just exit it right out. Don't save. And then, I don't know, go to bed. That's how she needs to express her opinion. Fact. Did you see now that the U.S. Capitol Police announced the new acting chief is a black woman, Yogananda Pittman? Yes, I did. I'm just like, you guys need to stop when something bad happens. Decide, you know what? We're just going to put a black person in charge now just because look how progressive we are. Look, we made a change. We're making the changes necessary. And it's like, no, you're just trying to save fucking face. And you think that Bachelor, get into that later. But I'm like, you can't do this. You can't just put a black woman in charge and say, now you deal with it. Like, why? 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 100% agree. I'm tired. I'm tired. And the thing that also really had me fucked up from the ghetto coup was that afterwards you see videos of it's people of color who have to clean up all the broken glass, everything that's knocked over. Like they're the ones who have to clean up everything and they were probably hiding when everything was going down because they feared for their lives and they're the ones who had to clean up the mess of white people once again. Also, shout out to Eugene Goodman. He was that guy in the video who was stopping the... Terrorist? Yeah. He was stopping the terrorist from going into, I don't know, one of the many rooms that had a bunch of people in it. And I'm like, why do black people always have to fucking save the day? So thank you, Eugene. The meek will inherit the world. That's a line from the Bible. (laughs) I don't know her. (laughs) I don't know. It's all very tiring. I don't want to know her. (laughs) I don't want to see it anymore. So last Monday, Twitter got the surprise of a lifetime, aka me, when I woke up and I saw that the former, I guess now he's my former love of my life, Harry Styles, was linked romantically with Olivia Wilde. They were at Harry's manager's wedding, very intimate, very small, very COVID-friendly. But let me tell you, those pictures pissed me off because I didn't need to wake up to that. It really hurt my heart. I love him so much. I know. The sweetest. Like, he was he just seems be, so sweet. He's so sweet. And, like, I was supposed to see him in concert in September. And then, you know, COVID issues once again. Yeah. Yeah. So they met on the set of Olivia's new movie, Don't Worry Darlings, which is going to be this sexy psychological thriller I'm very excited for. But now there's been some reports saying that she ended her engagement to Jason Sudeikis after this connection with Styles because he was cast in her movie back in September and the engagement ending news happened in November. So now fans are starting to wonder if Mr. Styles had anything to do with it. Okay. So my thing is with this, this it's, it's kind of how I mentioned with the whole grain of salt thing. It's like, I love doing this because I just love talking shit and having a good kiki and shit like that. And I just want to feel like I'm hanging out with my girls. It's why we made this podcast. But we're also very careful being allegedly, supposedly, because 
this whole time they were saying like the, the whole reason why we didn't mention it in last week's episode is because we weren't really sure how true all this was like they were just holding hands um it was an intimate wedding so we did have you know our ears up to see how serious this was and things like that but this whole time they've been saying how amicable jason and olivia are with their split they're really just focused on co-parenting nothing crazy everything's going great apparently they actually split up in the beginning of 2020 and this whole time they've just been focusing on working things out for the kids and making sure that they're comfortable now these articles are like jason heartbroken never gonna get out of bed what is light it's like (laughs) i don't know what to actually believe on it because it took such a drastic turn. Now they're acting as if he's been shamed and betrayed by Olivia Wilde when Olivia saw Harry in those tight little pants. And it's just so crazy how quickly the narrative became Jason is a scorned man (laughs) after just being like, oh yeah, their split was chill. They're absolutely fine. Super happy about it. Still friends. Like what to believe somebody give me something to believe in because then I was also reading that like Harry thought that like Jason knew so now Harry feels weird and Olivia was like hey what's up like you guys are both hot you know like nobody knows anything it's driving me crazy but then you know I had to go to the stars I had to look in my astrology real quick and just see some just see some things see where the stars are so Jason's a Virgo, Olivia's a Pisces, which you think would work because opposites attract. Like Virgos are very stuck in their ways and know how they want things and like how things get done. And Pisces are all over the place, very much imaginary world. Like, so the structure was good, but then when it's not good, it's like, yeah, we got to throw this shit out. Like you are not on this fucking planet with me and I need you here with me. So Harry is an Aquarius. So this is going to be really interesting to see with Olivia being a Pisces because they're right next to each other on the astrological chart. So like with Jason and Olivia, they're both mutable signs. So, you know, that's very like adaptability, ebbs and flows, like they can figure things out. But Aquariuses are fixed signs. So they're very like, so me and you, we're also fixed signs. So they're very like stuck in their ways. They're confident, but they're like stubborn as fuck. I actually knew I was a fixed sign. Are you proud of me? (laughs) I did. (laughs) So this whole thing should be very interesting to see if it works. Because like Aquariuses at some point are just like, I need you to fucking get it together. I mean, we'll see. This is the first time like in a triangle that I love all parties involved. And so I'm just like, what's going to happen? I'd actually be happy either way. If she gets back with Jason, if she stays with Harry, I'd be happy either way. I do love all parties involved. I think Olivia Wilde is an actual goddess. It like, doesn't even make any sense. But you know, we'll see if they ever do become official. Maybe they'll just decide to wake up and choose violence like Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey did. Anyway, <laughs> in other relationship news, we have that mess of a situation that is Kim, Kanye, and Jeffrey. As you know, I said it the one time we did mention Jeffrey Star. I don't really care to talk about him on this podcast. I don't really care for him as a person or as a guru, if you will. I think he's vile. He has said multiple things against Black people. And now all he's fucking is Black men, apparently. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Something's off. <laughs> Not my thing. But this whole stratosphere of a mess started with a TikToker 
Um, not going to mention her name because obviously I didn't have the energy to look for it. <laughs> she just apparently, quote unquote, came out with a story breaking the news that her friend is a lawyer and she's Kim Kardashian's lawyer. And she had all this tea about the situation that is going on with Kim and Kanye and how Kanye's sleeping with Jeffree Star. Actually, so funny. The article I pulled up has a TikToker in it. God, my mind, look at me go. Ava Louise, TikToker. Also known for that disgusting coronavirus challenge where she licked the toilet seat, like licked the airplane toilet. So I don't even know why. Oh, so I, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I didn't know that's who she was when the video started going around. But once I found out that that's who she was, I was like, I'm not going to take this seriously unless someone tells me it acts. Someone else with a credible source told me like this actually happened. But that video, for obvious reasons, went viral of her explaining everything that's going on with Jeffree Star. And now she's like trying to take it back and is saying like, oh, she made the whole thing up, blah, blah, blah. And like this was in some like other... Not, I don't want to say hidden video, but it was a video that came out later because she made another TikTok talking about, oh, I had to go to my my shopper, quote unquote, once again, because I needed to get a new suit because Kim Kardashian is suing me for what I said about her marriage. There was some ugly, tacky ass Gucci suit. It was honestly vile. But anyway, now all of a sudden, those rumors might not be true. But there were a lot of things trailing back to like Jeffree Star saying Kanye likes bright colored lipstick on his nutsack. Like it was, and these are from years ago. Like it's just some wild, wild nonsense. He bought a house in Wyoming where, you know, Kanye has the Wyoming ranch. Jeffree Star now put out a video like saying, no, none of this is true, blah, 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 all this garbage. But he also fed the fire by posting that picture with his like holding his hair saying, ready for Sunday service. That's what I'm saying. Jeffrey Starr is such a fucking clown. I cannot stand him. Actual I clown, feel correct. like what he did was he messaged Ava Louise and was like, hey, do you want to start some shit? I'm bored. Let's start some shit. Mm-hmm. And I think he 100% started this rumor. I think <laughs> that, you know, I'm going to say it the allegedly is because, you know, Miss Wendy Williams taught me that's how you don't get sued. Yeah. Allegedly. I 100% started this. He's just so fucking bored and his brand is not what it used to be. And that's because he's constantly being racist and trying to tell people he's not being racist. So like his brand has really taken a dive within the past couple of years. I think he just likes to be talked about and he just likes to be in the narrative of things happening, especially Mm -hmm. with Kim and then he was also one of those people who I think came for her when she started her makeup line and he came for Kylie so I just don't think that he even really fucking cares about these people at all I think he was just bored and rumors started and he fueled the fire and then Kim actually reached out to him privately if he could please make like a PSA saying no I did not suck your husband's dick but it's wild that she even had to ask I hate that she even had to ask. And that's another thing. He keeps saying he's not racist. I need people to know all because you fuck black people doesn't mean you're not racist. I just saw that one of the people from, you know, the ghetto coup has proud boy tattooed on his arm. His wife is black. They have children. Alarming. Anyway, we're done with that. Let me not even bring that up again. But 
how alarming is that? Sorry, I just have to say that one more time. Um, but yeah, there's just like other receipts from, I didn't even know he made music. Apparently he had this song called Bitch Please. Yeah, Jeffrey like, used to be in Warped Tour. Like, I, I was like, I loved Warped Tour. How weird is that? <laughs> oh my God, girl, I used to go. I was like, I was like, I was into that shit. I'm not even gonna front. But yeah, he had like Bitch Please. And the lyric was, gave Zach Efron my poker face and left him with chills. And 303 warned me not to trust you, hoes. Sucked off Kanye West. Now I'm one of the bros. So that was like from 2009. It's just multiple layers and levels of he said, she said, this ain't true, this is true type nonsense. But he makes his video, finally. I really hate that Kim even had to ask him to do it. But it's just messy. I'm not surprised by this divorce at all. Once they tried to tell me that the Halloween costumes had Kanye West in them. In parentheses, Kanye West is inside. Right? Like, I'm just like, you must think I'm a fool. He wasn't there for her birthday. Like, there was just too many. Like, I'm not surprised by this split up news at all. I never thought I'd feel bad for kim kardashian and i don't still sorry i mean i kind of do just because this is this is her family it's not like you know on a human level i do but i'm also like you're gonna be okay i'm just curious to see what's gonna happen if this divorce is finalized and chris jenner can no longer control everything and what the hell with what kanye's saying kanye is gonna come out and say i don't know i wonder if they had a prenup does she get half of Yeezy? I feel like they definitely had to have a prenup. Like she wasn't, she wasn't doing that shit again. But he makes more than that. So do what shit again? This ain't Chris Humphreys. Kanye got money. <laughs> like, like you know, she created her business while married to him. Yeah, Kanye has had his business for a minute, had his money for a minute. Like Kim always had money, but now with like her Kim Kardashian West Beauty and the Skims, which. I low-key really want, but I would never give her my money. So listeners, if anybody wants to buy me some skims <laughs> of a size medium, you could send everything to uh, the email address. No, I'm kidding. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy her shit. I wonder if she's going to change the name of her company now because it has West on it. Damn. Damn. But yeah, it is what it is. C'est la vie. We will be following this story just because we're nosy to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we, we don't have any investments in this relationship at all. We're not surprised that it's over, but just because we want to know what is actually true and what's not. And now for this week's recap of The Bachelor. Okay. This week, start off with a one-on-one. And not surprising, it's Brie. I feel like they're just going to latch on to this. We're both mixed. <laughs> just so You're so stupid. You're so stupid. <laughs> but he did seem very interested in her. She's the first person who got the rose outside of the first impression rose. So we always knew they were interested in each other based on the conversation that they had and stuff like that. Once again, Matt just looked very attractive. That's one thing I can't take away from him. Might not like black women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's one thing I can't take away from him. He is one fine specimen of a man. Yeah, what did you hot. think of their date? I loved it. I would love to go like 
or wheeling through some mud, get like dirty, then say, hey, can I go on the back of yours? And then, you know, just like feel you up lightly, but like not really, and just get really <laughs> close to you. And then the part where they flipped over though, my heart stopped for a second. I, cause you know, we see an ambulance in the previews all the time. So I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I was like, like that no. office gif. This is it. This is, it's happening. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was very, very nervous for her. I love that they, I don't know if they, they probably didn't do it on purpose, but they were color coordinated. And I was just like, oh, that's cute. But here's my thing, right? I just feel like Matt wants a cheerleader for him. Mm-hmm. So she gets on the back of his ATV and he's like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Like trying to like amp it up. And she's just like, can we get the fuck on with this? Like, go. She's like, I've known you yeah. two days at this point. It felt very like, when she finally answered, she was like, yeah, go. <laughs> and then the same thing happened. He kept saying, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And then topples them over. That's why I will never trust men. He, he apologizes to her mom on TV, which I did think was cute. But then the same thing happens again when he takes off his shirt, because obviously no one directed him to do that. Takes off his shirt. You know, I drooled a little bit on his abs. And then he's like, do you think I could do it in one go? Do you think I could do it in one go? And once again, she replies as the chill Zen queen that she is. And she's like, I mean, I hope so. I related so much. I related so much. I'm just like, yeah, enough with the tricks. I was like, yeah, don't give him too much. (laughs) Which is like, which I'm like, dude, you clearly need positive reinforcement all the time. He definitely... You, you go get it. You do it. Yeah, of course I believe you can do it. That's what he wanted. And she's just like, yeah, I hope so. I hope you can do this. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> That's the energy that I got from her. And I loved it. I was fucking with it. Yeah. So while all this was happening, we have Victoria. I'm not calling her Queen Victoria. I don't care what anybody says on their podcast. That is not coming out of my mouth. So we have Victoria already having a tailspin reaction and she's just being just rude she's rude as fuck she's so rude like people aren't entitled to their own feelings she's like oh, you guys are all fake you're fake then because if you're not mad then you're not even here for matt and i'm here for matt like this is what i'm here for if the caffeine addict anna is telling you that you're about to go in a tailspin that's when you just know a whole bunch of foreshadowing is going to start happening. Like that was foreshadowing in its most prominent definition. Oh, it was literally like the producers just wrote it on a piece of paper and then they were behind the camera pointing to it saying, Crazy Aura. Eyes is Aura. telling you you're going to tailspin. <laughs> that is some wild shit. Yeah, I cannot stand her. She is the only one, like you said, who's allowed to have an opinion in the fucking house. And if you aren't on her team, then you're her fucking enemy. And I don't know, she came into that house ready to create drama and cause rifts and start fights. And as the episode progressed, we see that she is winning, which I don't know how because the acting is so bad. It's like, we all know you're trying to do this and it's somehow tricking everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how true this is. There was a video going around saying that Victoria got a confidence coach before getting onto the show. It's like she went on knowing that she wanted to be the villain. That's what it felt like to me. But the thing is, you can be a likable villain, aka Demi, aka Corinne. Like there are likable villains and she is a Chad or a Luke P. Like there's nothing likable about her. 
or redeemable about her. I've never been so annoyed so fast at somebody. Like even Chad kept it cool for more than two episodes. You know what I mean? Like she just- Episode two and you're like, you're ready to have a conniption because you didn't get the first date card. Like there's 32 of you. So the chances of you getting that was very slim. I would say it was about a one in 32 chance. Would you say, Mika? Wow. Math is finally mathing. The math is mathing. She was just annoying me. And then we got back to the good stuff with Brie and Matt. Yeah, they Uh, had a very deep convo about mm -hmm. just like life and family. And we find out that her mom had her when she was a teenager. She was very young. I missed it. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I was preparing a tweet or something because Victoria just had me so pissed off. I don't know. I completely missed the fact that Bree's mom had her when she was 13. I missed it. It went over my head. Yeah. And she was just saying how, you know, growing up, it was really her and her mom because her mom was like, I'm going to give all this energy into you because your dad isn't around. And I was like, oh my God, girl, same. Like I related so heavy where people Mm -hmm. are like, where's your dad? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, me too. So I really was empathetic towards that because same. Then, you know, coming back to Victoria, who says she's not jealous. I just want what they're, what they have right now, which is a definition of jealousy, but let's move on because there's no point in (laughs) telling other people that they're ridiculous. She goes on to say that she doesn't feel like she can be her authentic self. When she was the one who was harping on everybody else, like it just, she's just manipulating everything and just twisting words around. Like you were mad that people weren't as mad as you. So you called everybody fake. And now you're mad that people are explaining their side of things as to why, like, of course they're like disappointed, but they're not going to say, F that, like, well, and all that stuff. So she's just a ridiculous human being. What did you think of the group date that there was 18 girls on? That was so many women. To be quite honest, I didn't really understand what was happening in the beginning. I was like, wait, what game is this? But before the game, they brought Franco back for our favorite blurry Android pictures. Why do they keep using this man? I mean, he's honestly hilarious. So actually, I take that back. I understand why they use him. Because <laughs> he's just like, he feeds into it too. He's like, yeah, this looks amazing. That kiss looks amazing. And there's like the kiss between him and Victoria, which did not look good. All the photos are so bad. I'm just like, you know what? Keep Franco, keep him, please, because he is funny. He's just like sprinkles on an already made Sunday. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, then you bite into these sprinkles and you're like, why am I eating plastic? Like, the pictures he takes are so bad. I'm like, how are you a real photographer? I, I think they just, I think the, the camera crew like blurs them up. I doubt, it, I doubt that it actually comes out like that. I mean, I pray. I, I pray hope. because then, okay, because then what? You're telling me that the producers are willingly putting up this man's bad work for what? Or they're making it worse. Like for I, what? Yeah, I think they're just making it worse. Like, you know how like people do edits on pictures and they're like, oh, this blurry would be real cool. I'm hoping that's what... <laughs> <laughs> the editing crew is doing to his work. Okay. But come to Victoria, like interrupting, cutting people's sentences off, even cutting Franco off when he's talking. And I'm just like, I'm so grossed out by her attitude. Because I feel like if she had to get, if the confidence coach thing is real, then we know this isn't the person she actually is. She just really wanted to make her stamp on reality TV. And of course, that doesn't give her any leeway, but 
I'm just hoping that this isn't genuinely who she is. Krista Harrison comes in. He's like, there's more parts to this date while half of them didn't even get to take pictures. I'm like, so what was the point? Just pick one. Just stop torturing these castmates. Like, I felt like they also did that on Tasha Claire season a little bit. They would just like fuck with them heavy. And I'm just like, okay, these girls, literally half of them, I didn't even recognize. I still don't know half their names. Sis, it's going to be like this for a while. Which, yeah, which I, which I'm more than willing to let that happen because I'm like, okay, if you're not going to be somebody on TV, then I don't really, why am I going to pretend to care that I know what your name is? But that being said, I still would have liked to see these girls get their picture, at least get two minutes of FaceTime with Matt James to just say their little quirky thing, take their photo, be on their merry way. But no, no, everyone's favorite chaotic neutral Chris Harrison shows up. And says, hey, ladies, we're playing the most dangerous game. This beautiful dress that you put on, didn't even get to take pictures in? Rip it up. Yeah, I didn't understand the game. And then it, it looked like captured a flag. It was just very all over the place. And I've never seen on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, because like I mentioned, probably every episode. Tasha's season was my only really introductory season. So I don't know if they play these games like this typically but like these girls were fucking scraping like i'm not running through the woods in a long dress fighting throwing paint shout out to Kristen, girl you were the mvp with that shower cap sis yes because that would have been me i would have said no i was like representation matters thank you so much Kristen. i really appreciate this i love retweeted it too i was like sis that because that was for us. That was for us. Because <laughs> you would never catch me. Like that's why I won't have shower sex. I'm like, no, my hair. When Franco ran into the mess, he's like, oh my god, this is perfect, fantastic. I I was <laughs> dying. Mari fought really hard. At one point, it was like five on one because she had the heart in her hands. She worked really hard. She gets rewarded for it later, which I'm happy about. So they finally get. The winner, MJ, is the one who leads her team to victory, the red team. I like her so much. I do too. Something about her. Me and my roommate were talking about her last night, just saying how she just looks like so fucking cool and like unbothered. And she has the hair that I'm like, have always I think it's the natural color hair. I think it is. Because it makes me feel like there's something else in her ethnicity. (laughs) I'm like, hmm. I kind of feel comfortable around you. So, yeah, the red team wins. So then the other team, who, you know, (laughs) has people who didn't even get to take pictures. (laughs) They worked really hard to fight in this game. Still didn't win. Get sent home. I actually felt bad. I felt way worse for them than I did when the guys had to walk back home naked. Yeah. I think her name is... Rachel. Rachel? Mm-hmm. If Rachel doesn't get some FaceTime soon with Matt, I don't know. They got to check on her because she cannot handle this. She, I know. She can't handle it. Yeah. I do like her though. I like yeah. her. So I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to crack a joke on her. Even though when I saw like, she was like actually crying. I was like, oh. no, yeah, no, I, 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 I like her. So I'm just going to keep it in. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to keep it in until she pisses us off. Yeah. 
of course, Victoria is on the winning team. So they have their like little after cocktail party situation. And he has FaceTime with Lauren, who's a lawyer. I've seen her face in the background. It's the first time I've heard her speak. Yeah. That I remember hearing her speak. I don't remember hearing her speak in the last episode. I like their conversation. They both seem to have the same values, which is obviously very important. They're on rival teams, though. I guess their colleges were rival teams. Really, really liked it. The only thing that just cracks me up, I think it's because it's just a thing that some people have. Her eyes were so dead as she was looking at him, right? (laughs) And I'm just like, is she into him? Like, That's literally me. (laughs) Yeah, I I know that there are people like that. So I'm just like, I don't know if she is kind of just over it or that's just how her face is. And it's just her face. I think she was also exhausted because that's yeah. what he said to her. He was like, how are you feeling? And she's like, honestly, exhausted because you made me fight all these bitches yeah. and throw paint. Like MJ got a bag to the face with paint on it. I would have said who yeah. did that. I would have said, show me the tapes, roll that shit back. Who did it? Mm-hmm. For real. But I did like their conversation. It seemed very genuine. He talks to Jasenia afterwards. I don't know why the producers just kept cutting to the fact that Matt's hand was on her leg. It was so strange. They did it like four to five times in their conversation to just kept cutting to Matt's hand on her leg. Do you think that's like the subtle way of telling men manicures are okay and they're actually encouraged? I think it's to say that he's just sexually attracted to her or something. I don't know. It was weird. Desenia starts crying when she's talking to Matt. And I don't know, for me personally, I just feel like it's a little too early, especially if it's not a one-on-one date kind of thing where you're trying to make every situation count. That's not what I'm saying. I just felt like it's episode two and the tears already flowing for a simple conversation. It's just, it's getting a bit much. I'm a, I'm just a little, I'll, I'll talk about it more later, but I just feel like, I hope this doesn't become a show of who has the biggest trauma. That's how you'll stay on longer sort of deal. But I'm going to talk about that later on as we get into Sarah's one-on-one date. But what else did you feel about this group cocktail? So quick question. Is it normal that The Bachelor gets up and just always gets the rose and gives it to somebody? Or do they usually... Because I felt like on Tasha's season, she wasn't like walking around a lot. Like I feel like Matt is just constantly. Because there was nowhere to walk around to in La Quinta. Got it. So there that's was why. no acres. <laughs> they were in there were... a four by four box. <laughs> They're not at Nemecolin Resort in Pennsylvania. I can't with the disparities. I just can't. It's so messed up. It's still funny. Usually it's still like a Tasha sort of situation. Okay. Like they've talked to everybody and then they give the the rose when everybody's together but yeah I, i've noticed that he like yes yeah. but i was glad i went to lauren and he was basically just like yeah girl i ate that shit up and she said hey everybody are you looking for matt because he's in the palm of my hands okay right here i don't know how much this is true i'm sorry the conversation that matt and chris had in episode one rubbed me so wrong that now i've just now you don't believe I, anything. I don't believe anything. I've created this whole thing in my head where I'm just like, I feel like they try to see the reactions, like editors and producers 
see the reactions to every episode before they start editing the next episode. I don't know how logical that is. That's not how they usually do it. Just because they use, they have the whole season filmed. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. Not like days, but I just feel like they... No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just a thing in my head that I'm just like, I don't fucking try. My like, don't don't try to get into our good graces now after slamming it down, slamming everything down on that sandwich that you're half you're half white and everyone know that I'm half white. Everybody remember that I'm half white. So I don't know. I'm just I'm very protective right now. Cause it's just it's it's how I feel. Like I just I'm just like I said, waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's how <laughs> that's how I go through my day now. <laughs> how did you feel? seeing Sarah get the second solo date. I was I was honestly just kind of surprised. It was nothing against her. I think she's a very pretty girl. As I showed you in my notes, <laughs> very pretty. Yeah, it was nothing specifically against her or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I barely know any of them. And at least she's someone that I do remember from the first night. So who would I have even expected it to go to? I was just like, oh, Sarah, cool. Oh, nice, cool. Well, like That's how I felt. Like I remember her name. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Yeah, same thing. I felt that she's a cute girl. The date, though, I don't know if I could do that just because I'm not really into flying like that in the first place. Mm -hmm. So putting my life into someone's hands that I barely know, being told to trust them. In some after we after what happened last time, after what happened last time, and also just seeing that rinky dink like Wright's brother's plane come flying, I don't know if I could do it. I love that history note. <laughs> yes, bitch. You know, I love me some history. I was like, yes, Wright's brother. <laughs> like, who else do we got? Who else can she name? That's it. it. Don't look for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The date was uneventful to me, I guess. Not like the, not the dinner part, but I don't know. Everything seemed to move very slowly, I guess. Like even their conversation on the couch that they stole from the friend's house (laughs) that they randomly placed in the woods just seemed lacking. He could tell too, I guess, like she was holding something back. It just didn't seem very fun, I guess is what I'm like thinking about. (laughs) It wasn't. It was just like, it felt like chores. It felt like you have to go through these motions. Like it didn't seem fun. At all, and they that's didn't even what look I was like they fit it. in that thing. Like, no, that is so many of like my anxieties all in one. Her hair was flapping. I was like, oh my god, are you gonna get caught in the blade? I was like, <laughs> yes. I couldn't. I was freaking out. And then they were sitting weird, and I'm like, okay, well, is there weight enough? Like, is this enough to hold them? Literally, my mind was racing. It was wild. So then, when they finally had their sit down date, I was like, thank God. like we're grounded you know i'm a taurus i like being on the ground i'm very screaming but in their date we do find out that sarah was holding something back and we find out that her dad has been battling als for the past five years which she also mentions that with this diagnosis you really only have about two to five years anyway so he has lived to five years is just this amazing thing but it's also really fucking sad and she was saying how her dad was like her hero and I really felt for her and I think what you're gonna say about bring it back to Jasenia, I think with all these girls getting so emotional 
and just like word vomiting everything and crying is that with COVID, they've only spent time with their families. So I think that what we're seeing is just like, this is like their first time being like, okay, you're not with your families anymore. And then you just start to think of like all the issues with your families and just like how much fun you had with your family Mm -hmm. and how precious time is, you know, with everyone dying last year. I think it kind of just, everyone's in a different mindset and they're just a little like, shaken they're like okay this is not my normal routine i'm freaking out i'm freaking out (laughs) actually i appreciate that description of what's going on because i just i genuinely when it's a one-on-one i get it like you're supposed to have like these deep connections this is one of the few times that it's just you guys that you get to compare stories or talk about your stories and get to know one each other on a deeper level i think after last season i'm traumatized because (laughs) It was just like, let's slap the trauma on the sandwich and all of you are going to eat it. You're going to eat this trauma sandwich. And I just didn't want to become this thing where you have to have a trauma in your life in order for you to be on the show. Otherwise, you're pointless and bland. I hope it doesn't come to that. That's more I was getting to with Jasenia because I just felt like this was a group date sort of situation. The tears were just unexpected to me, I guess. Yeah, no. I mean, I definitely wouldn't cry like five minutes into talking to somebody. I wouldn't, first of all, I would never bring up like my parents like that quick and be like, no, let's talk about me. (laughs) And why we are perfect for each other. Yeah. Like I'm not going to really dive super deep into family anything, but that's what I feel like was happening with Sarah and maybe not explain these girls' behaviors, but just kind of like you look at them differently. Like, oh, you've been in quarantine for seven months by yourself. Like, yeah, and with your- I get it now. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Yeah. This you if life was normal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was a psych major for three semesters. Yes, bitch. I did appreciate the dinner date situation with Sarah. I love the story of her just saying he did everything for me. And I'm just reciprocating that. Like she left her entire career to start a new one by taking care of her dad and things like that. And I just thought it was so genuine and beautiful. So she kind of has a special place in my heart. I don't know. Can we just also talk about how both Sarah and Brie on their dates were like, well, if we die... We die together. Like, no, sis. I'm not trying to have any of that energy with any guy ever I date. No. Not for a man that's dating 32 women at the same time. If we die, we die together. This is not Titanic. Let go. (laughs) Be Rose and let go. (laughs) So cut into Rose ceremony night. Everything seems like it's going to be pretty chill. Like, we all know Victoria's crazy. We're staying away from her. That's fine. Marilyn gets the first chat with Matt and she thinks that, you know, she has to try really hard that she's probably forgettable to him. Cause I can't really remember what conversation that they had the first night. So she probably thought he felt the same because girl, I don't know. And he was actually very sweet. He was like, I remember you said your favorite flowers and orchid, which I thought was, I honestly, I was like, Oh, that was cute or whatever. <laughs> same until I remembered that these producers are the fucking devil. And I'm like, they put that there and they told him. I chose not to believe it. I I chose chose violence. Yeah, so did Victoria. She saw that orchid and she chose violence. She was just like, that's it. Gotta get this girl out of here. It was actually crazy. It was How swift. She was just like, gotta do this now. Gear it up. And it was so, it was so annoying to me because like, 
now we're getting to see the girls who didn't get the time and like because Rachel got pulled, our girl Abigail who got the first impression rose last mm-hmm. week got pulled. Like we were starting to see girls that we kind of vibe with and we're hoping that they kind of make it far and then no. Like fucking Abigail was like we should have a little like tell. I thought that was so cute. Has anyone thought of that She's before? She's the cutest. I don't think so, no. Not that I can recall. Props to you, girl. Absolutely enamored by her. I didn't expect it, but I am. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, she's so sweet. And then all of that changes when, like, the whole vibe of the house changes as soon as Matt grabs Victoria for their talk. Victoria didn't sleep, and those bags were not Chanel. She looked wild in these streets. Girl, it didn't even... It wasn't even like her bags. It was like she caused herself like this anxiety sty. Is that what it is? Right? Okay. Because everyone kept saying bags and I was like, oh, so they're just bags. Maybe I don't know because, you know, blacks don't crack and I don't have to deal with that. I don't know. And I was just like, those are some really heavy set bags. You are right. That was a reaction to something, right? It was. It was. I think it was a reaction to her like internalized anger and frustration and anxiety and it came out in sty form she manifested that that was crazy like back when tandy newton did that interview for vulture and she said that right in front of her eyes she saw a whitehead forming on tom cruise's nose like that is victoria's sty screaming (laughs) oh man that's actually It was just, I knew it. I was like, that can't just be bags. That just, it can't. It was too much. It was too much. Next week, it's worse. So that's how I know that it's something internal. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I was, yes, because you could see it still in the preview. So, yes, she causes that to happen to her face. And she has this conversation with Matt where she completely turns herself into a victim, tries to say that Marilyn is basically bullying her. I'm like, Marilyn sounded like she was crying when she was speaking with him just because she seemed so nervous and anxiety-ridden. Like, this is not the girl who's bullying somebody. I'm sorry. You think the girl who came out of the limo in a crown and a tiara and kept making everybody call her queen is the one being bullied? Like, men are so clueless. They're so And even earlier in the day, when all the girls were fighting and Victoria felt alienated and she was going after Marilyn, Marilyn was just saying that everyone has different experiences and different feelings and you just can't make this assumption for the whole group. You just can't group us all into the same thing. That's all she was saying. It was very chill. It was very matter of fact. And Victoria took that shit, turned it, and fucking ran with it straight to Matt. And the fact that Matt was like, oh, yeah, no, that's, like, not cool. Victoria's Um, been so honest with me. It's like, has she? She said she's a queen. She's not a queen. You've known her for, it's it's been. It has to be three days, I would say. Right? Maybe on the, this is, like, the third day. Like. The rose ceremony is happening on the third day, I feel like. Because, you know, bachelor time yeah, does not different. exist. Yeah. That's just, she's been very honest with me so far. What? You don't know this woman? Like, is this, men are just the wildest creatures. That dress that Victoria was wearing was the wildest thing. Oh my God, did you see Caitlin Bristow's tweet? I saw a couple of her tweets. I don't know which one you're talking about, though. Which one? The one that she was like, I feel like Victoria fell into the same Instagram ad as I did. <gasps> 
Oh, yes. And she put the two outfits on. Yes. And then she found the dress on the same side. And she put it. It was so funny. (laughs) So funny. But then also her bra. She just wants to be, she's one of those people that wants to be talked about. Like. I don't think that was purpose on purpose. Really? Because I do. I don't think the bra thing's on purpose because that's just embarrassing. Like there are better ways to be talked about. You don't want to be talked about as a girl who can't find the right bra for the right outfit. Because she was sitting on the couch with Marilyn when Marilyn was just trying to talk to her. She's like, what, now you want to talk to me? No. And Marilyn was like, yeah, like I do. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't so know what's going that. on. Actually, let's get into that. So then she, Marilyn's super nervous. She's like, am I in trouble when Matt calls her over and he tells her what Victoria said? And she gave and then, a A plus response. These girls I, could never be me. I would be like, no, fuck that bitch. Get her in here right now. That's what I'm saying. But that is what I'm saying. Marilyn but is she, so like diplomatic and just so diplomatic. An angel. And I don't even remember it because it was so poetic. I was like, no, girl, I believe you. Like I was just watching it with my mouth open. <laughs> No, girl, I believe you. Because I also watched the whole thing and I know that didn't happen. But yes, I believe you. (laughs) I believe the things you're saying to me. So Marilyn goes to talk to Victoria. And Victoria just... This is what I'm saying. I can't can't be on shows like this. I cannot. Because people are going to make me out to seem like I don't have any class or dignity. But also, I can't be called a pussy on national TV. Like, I just can't. I would have ragged her. Like, I'm so sorry. That was ridiculous. It was absolutely absurd. She's like, can you sit here? Fine, you sit here, then I'm going to sit over there. So you can look me in the eye and tell me that what I said was I false. don't feel safe sitting next to you. Her behavior became so erratic that I was genuinely, for a second, low-key concerned. I was like, is she actually okay? Or is she going into a breakdown? Dude, it was so wild. It wasn't cute. Um, moving on, because we did end up speaking about this longer than I thought we were going to. Dramatic yeah. astro ceremony. Sarah already got a rose. She starts stumbling out of the room. Half the girls look concerned. Half the girls are like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? They look so pissed. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's just like, if I don't get my rose, and this girl who already has a rose is over here tripping up, I'm livid. <laughs> Baby girl said, I'm about to pass out real quick. The mm-hmm. medics were on the scene. I said, where was this energy when I fainted on the four train and literally... Someone stepped over you? <laughs> um, just about, pretty much. Like, when I tell you, I was on a four train that wasn't packed, but it was like summer. It was hot as fuck. I was dehydrated. I hadn't eaten. People standing in each doorways. I was standing next to a guy reading a book, and there was a mom and a daughter ahead of me, like, going to fucking shop somewhere, and I passed out, and... Both of them left my body there. And a guy at the end of the train fucking ran over. And he was like, ma'am, are you okay? And I was- That's wild. Yeah. So once again, white people ain't shit. Um, That's also so New York. (laughs) It's so New York, but it was- Like, I- I don't know. I was so mad. And then the guy asked somebody to give me their seat. (laughs) Because I was like profusely sweating. Dude, I- because as soon as she said, and she's like, I'm blacking out, I'm like, I know that feeling. And it's so scary because everything just feels like it's caving in right on your eyes. And you're like, I can't handle this. I can't mm-hmm. handle this. I can't handle this. And that was me. And then 
the, this lady like begrudgingly gave me her fucking seat. But I was like dying. I was dying. That's so wild that she still didn't want to get up. Even though- <laughs> No, she was like. <sighs> That's so crazy to me. New York is always New York. But yeah, so they didn't get to finish the rose ceremony. It ends off with like Matt checking on Sarah. We'll see what happens next week. But I, it looks as if they might not finish it. I think it might have just been cut short. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Because as we know, Victoria's definitely fucking going to be there next week. Yeah. Wonder I hope that means Marilyn is still there, honestly and truly. Because um, then they will be our two-on-one. Fingers crossed. So that's it for this week's episode of Talk to Us Nice. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Please add us on Instagram at Talk to Us Nice Podcast. Listen to our live tweets on The Bachelor and other content at Talk to Us Nice on Twitter. Email us at talktosnice at gmail.com. We are always here for you. And just come hang again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.